This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Thursday, July 7th. Good morning, I'm Jeff Downey. The Senate's landmark compromise on GMO labeling has one final vote to go today before heading to the House. A final vote on the legislation is expected this evening, but the outcome is pretty clear, given yesterday's 65 to 32 vote to limit debate of the bill. The final vote will only require a simple majority. The bipartisan vote yesterday should be read as a clear and strong affirmation of the Senate's support for agriculture biotechnology. Eighteen Democrats voted for the cloture motion, along with 47 Republicans, and the margin could have been larger. The three senators who missed the vote all supported a procedural motion last week to bring up the legislation. During the debate ahead of the vote, Senate Agriculture Committee Ranking Democrat Debbie Stabenow said that the labeling issue was a proxy fight over whether biotechnology has a role in our food system. We expect the House to approve that bill. The question is when. Both chambers will be out of session after next week until September. House Agriculture Chairman Mike Conaway, Republican of Texas, refused again yesterday to take a position on the bill before the Senate passes it. Conaway said, when the Senate does something, I'll be in a position to talk about something other than the 275 votes that I got for the House bill. He was referring to legislation that the chamber passed nearly a year ago. Obama wins OK for Signature Development Initiative. Yesterday wasn't just historic because of the vote on GMO labeling. The House gave final congressional approval to the Global Food Security Act, which authorizes for the first time President Obama's Feed the Future initiative and the Emergency Food Security Program. The administration had pushed to get Feed the Future into law two years ago when it appeared that Republicans would take control of the Senate in the fall elections. But a one-year authorization of Feed the Future wound up dying in the lame duck session that year. The president wound up with a bigger achievement in the bill that's headed to his desk. The legislation not only authorizes Feed the Future for two years, not just one, but it also writes into law the Emergency Food Security Program. The EFSP isn't restricted to using U.S.-grown commodities, as is the case with the Food for Peace program. EFSP provides food aid through electronic vouchers and locally procured commodities. U.S. farm groups can take heart that House Foreign Affairs Chairman Ed Royce, a Republican of California, committed to seeing that the EFSP doesn't replace food for peace but operates in parallel with it. U.S. agriculture commodities will always be in demand and will always remain a part of the Food for Peace program, he said. Rice growers see increased food aid demand. The USDA has announced plans to spend $160 million on the Food for Progress program and $195.5 million on the McGovern Dole program in fiscal year 16. And USA Rice Federation said its farmers are expected to play a bigger role than ever in supplying food aid. Jamie Warsaw, chairman of USA Rice Food Aid Subcommittee, said... Rice is the most requested commodity on the USDA's McGovern Dole program, and we expect programming will increase even more with the new introduction of fortified rice, which has eight essential micronutrients targeted to fight hidden hunger. It's great to see the U.S. government invest in nutrition to help millions of people. It makes our industry feel proud to be part of creating a food-secure world. Drought moves into the south. 
Drought conditions are worsening in several southern states with some of the worst dryness in Mississippi, Arkansas, Alabama, and Georgia. That according to USDA meteorologist Brad Rippey. The situation has hit topsoil conditions especially hard, he said, in an audio recording posted on the USDA's website. Rippey said there's no relief in sight. The forecast is for more hot weather, and once we move into the deep south, very little rain, he said. It will remain hot and dry for the foreseeable future. Coming to a theater near you, dueling animal welfare films. You won't see the Humane Society of the United States mentioned anywhere, but there's a new movie aimed at countering some of the organization's negative messages about animal agriculture. Look for The Dog Lover to premiere Friday, July 8th in 40 theaters, on demand through Sony Home Entertainment and at Walmart on the 12th. The movie is about a powerful animal rights activist group that sets out to destroy a dog breeding family and their fight to survive based on a true story in South Dakota. Here's the trailer, www.thedogloversmovie.com. The film is the first of six to be released by ESX Entertainment, launched last year by Forrest Lucas, founder and owner of Lucas Oil Products, and Protect the Harvest, and actor-producer Ali Afshar, who originally met through their love of racing. Afshar told AgriPulse that the films would provide hopeful and inspiring messages about farm families and the way they care for their animals. In addition, he hopes the films will encourage consumers to learn the truth and investigate before you donate, because not all animal welfare organizations truly help animals. Not to be outdone, HSUS is introducing a documentary, At the Fork, at 75 screenings around the nation on July 13th. The showings are sponsored by HSUS, Whole Foods Market, and Ticket Sales. HSUS CEO Wayne Paselli in a blog post wrote, It's an in-depth exploration of the current state of animal welfare on farms throughout the United States. It really seeks to put the major questions to the consumer and ask him or her to probe the important moral questions about food production and to eat with a conscience. Well, here's today's He Said It. Show me a nation that cannot feed itself, and I'll show you a nation in chaos. And goodness knows, we've had enough of that. That's Senate Agriculture Chairman Pat Roberts arguing for the Biotech Disclosure Bill. Well, that's Daybreak for this Thursday, July 7th. AgriPulse Daybreak is brought to you by McLeod, Watkinson & Miller, America's most experienced law firm in agricultural and derivatives law, and by the American Association of Crop Insurers. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Nelly.